Well, 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 welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I am being ushered as we speak smack dab into my destiny. Today, we'll be celebrating our very own Dave Rodriguez <laughs> as he launches a brand new book, A Why to Live For. We're going to chat about last weekend's sermons, play some games, and oh yeah, we're doing this in front of a live audience. That's right. I'm going to try really hard not to get fired. <laughs> uh, but before we get into it, now that I've finished groaning in anticipation and hopes that they'll get their stuff together, let's welcome in our favorite masterpieces, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Good day. Well, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, this is fun, Look at huh? all these people. Yeah. So for those of you who couldn't make it to the event and listening at home, um, we are sitting in a room full of friends of the pod who are excited about Dave's book coming out. And uh, this is interesting because Barry, Marin, and I are sitting on couches, not really looking at each other. Right. We're Usually like 40 we feet away from each other. Usually we sit around a table where we're all like making eye contact. And now I feel like I have to make contact, eye contact with all of the friends of the pod in the room. Um, can the friends of the pod make some noise? Just make some noise. Yeah, yeah you're, you're here. You're here. You're here. Um, guys, what's new? What's happening? <laughs> what is new? Marin, what's new with you? Um, well, I know it's a bullet point. Tyler started doing bullet points because I'm a deer in headlights whenever you ask me this question. Yeah, usually we get to this point in the show. It's the very first thing. We're all ready to go, and it's the first point of the show, and I say, guys, what's new? And nobody has anything to say. Dead silence. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I had just like... Pay attention to your live so I can remind you of what's happening. So Thank you for paying attention what's, what's to What's going our on? Marion, your, your son. Oh, where's my son? Wave your hands, Jane, big ups, Jane. Jane. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he could climb all these stairs. <laughs> my son is on crutches. That's what's new in my life. My what son happened? hurt himself last week horsing around with his friends. Uh, so yeah. Marin sent me a video, <laughs> uh, I think taken by Jaden. By his friends. By his friends, because yes. Jaden was in the air getting flipped over by his friends. Yeah, <laughs> as one does. Sm <laughs> slamming down onto his ankle, right? Yeah, That's what so happened? what he said was all his friends were doing it, but none of them got hurt. And totally holds up. So it up. looked like fun, no, because everyone was doing yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what's the deal? Is That's it broken? The deal. It's not broken. We had an x-ray done, but we might need to get an MRI. Um, could be a tendon thing, but he went back to school today, so that's good. Oh, good. I had a, I had a meeting with Marin the other day where she was on Skype. She was at home. Yeah. And the whole time, you were just rolling your eyes, walking <laughs> around the house, getting things for your son who was on the couch. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. I've been playing mom slash nurse. Okay. That is what parenting is right. when you have a ninth grader. That's what parenting <laughs> is. We took a trip to see my mom this weekend. Oh, yeah. She's live streaming. Hi, mom. Oh, yeah. We're on Facebook um, Live, too. All friends of the pod. Yeah. Yep. But we have a, a smaller vehicle. We downsized from a minivan to a smaller car just in time for my son to be on crutches mm. and have to have his leg elevated yeah. the entire time. So his leg was on the uh, armrest between my husband and I Come the on, entire three-hour trip to Chicago. So... One I've moment you're the weekend. little drummer boy at Christmas been, Eve. The next moment you got your foot propped up in mom's van. <laughs> then we had, um, I, I have more to say when I'm in front of a crowd, I guess. Yeah, great. Let's we, do it. Uh, we went to our first Catholic mass as a family because oh, grandma is a staunch Catholic. Yeah. And when grandma wants to go to church, that's where we go. So just in time for the standing and the kneeling and the standing and the kneeling <laughs> with the crutches. <laughs> So really, did it so make a lot of noise? Weekend. Did the crutches make a lot of noise every time you were moving around? Because that would have been just an incredible <laughs> mental image. It was difficult. So to this maneuver. is your first family experience at a Catholic mass. Yes. How did that go? It uh, a, a lot of blunders. A lot of. Just, Will you do it again? Would I, absolutely. Right, but we great. just didn't Grandma know. Are we go. kneeling? Are we standing? We're kneeling now. Just yeah. Wait, what is it? You said something about. They all said something. And you just said the wrong thing out loud I did. with confidence. So what, my what kids it? went to a Lutheran school when they were young. And, you know, peace be with you or something. And the appropriate response there was, and also with you. Yeah. Which I said with gusto because I just knew this is the one thing I know. And also with you. And everyone around me said something else. I was wrong. <laughs> and my kids both looked at me and started laughing at me. And we had a lot of moments like this that. This is Sorry. really hard, you guys. It is. Really hard, you guys. Tyler made us shirts. Uh, Tyler <laughs> yeah. made us shirts of some of our favorite. He's got this soundboard that he uses throughout the podcast. Uh, give us another one. Uh, do mine. So, do mine. Do mine. Wait. Do mine. 
do this one. I love squirrel noises. Yeah, these are these are clips from the pod. So I have a shirt that says I love squirrel noises. Maren's yeah. got this is really hard, you guys. And yours. And what's yours? Uh, mine says gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> Which really isn't a quote so much as like just kind of what I think is. It funny. is a soundbite. No, it is a, a, a soundbite. Sound gird your loins. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not like trademarked or anything, you know. No, that's from the King James. Tim Ayers made it up. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Barry, what's new with you? What's happening? Nothing's new. You had a really rough weekend, Marin, driving around with crutch, crutches and stuff. Yes. I went on a little spiritual personal retreat for a couple nights, and so I'm just levitating around, feeling all relaxed, feeling good. So it's the opposite of <laughs> exactly what you opposite. experienced. Yeah. <laughs> that's Wait. it. That's the only thing that's new with me. What, what happens on one of these? Oh, I do a whole bunch of like self-reflection and like think about all the the life disciplines I wish I was doing and that I remember trying to do last year and then I do them again. So I do it every year and uh, make marginal progress in the uh, goals that I want to set for myself. Was this? I remember you told us a story about you getting locked out one time. That was, was that on a personal year. spiritual yeah. Yeah. retreat? Yeah. So this was one year. From I don't know being which I don't know which episode that was, but I came back from my last spiritual retreat and I had been at this cabin in the woods. And I had accidentally locked myself out of the cabin with nothing but a swimsuit on because I was using this hot tub that was there. So I was locked out of the entire building with nothing but a swimsuit on. And I ended up getting back in by, like, like ripping open a door. So we're fine. Yeah. We made it. In February. It was cold. Yeah. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> Did anybody else notice when I was like, hey, Barry, what's new? And he's like, ah, I went on a retreat. And I said, what's that like? And he goes... Oh, if you must know, I do these personal <laughs> spiritual things. Well, like, I you brought it get, up. I don't want to bore people. I don't want to get too long. You know, I whatever. think most of us like wish that we could have a spiritual retreat. So yes. what what should we do on you just, such a retreat? You have to like, you have to just carve out the time and then go. I used to do it really hardcore. I used to go only with a Bible, a journal, and a pen mm. for like. 48 hours and it's grueling because you're so bored but this time now I bring some other stuff I bring some like <laughs> oh, no. uh, some stuff to read and some stuff to think about so it's like it's a mix of like reading and praying and thinking and and you know it's just it's good it's it's a way to kind of disconnect and thankfully there was no internet internet was barely working so I wasn't able to like distract myself at all I was just kind of me and God this is a once a year thing once or twice a year but definitely once a year yeah that yeah. sounds awesome it's a good thing you did it now because we're about to go to Florida, and you just need to be so retreated for our trip. <laughs> yeah. Barry and I and our wives and uh, in-laws, your in-laws, brother-in-law. Yes, my brother-in-law. We're all going to Florida this weekend. That was my bullet point for you, in case you couldn't come up with something. But, oh. <laughs> um, we're going on vacation. Yeah, but we're this taking is a be short little pin stop. We're, we're meeting you in Florida because we are going to Guatemala for our friend's wedding. It's yeah. A, yeah. Okay, next time we do the pod there will be more bullet points <laughs> for me to, to, me to contribute all right um so this past weekend at grace if you were here or you weren't here you may have heard that some of our worship leaders wrote a song together and so i want to play that song oh yeah yeah uh we all we all every campus got to play it and hear it this weekend and so we're going to spend some time just playing it because Marin had a huge role in, in writing that. Um, and so, yeah, you guys want to do that now? I Let's get, do it. I get so nervous. I don't know, like, what to be. What face, what face do I make right now? I'm just so nervous. Serene, <laughs> relaxed. So, okay, what, before we get into it, what's the song called? A Why to Live For. I feel like it's I've plagiarism somewhere. It's straight plagiarized. Okay, cool. Do you mind if I talk over it? Would you, you please? Because if we just happen. sat here for six minutes, uh, how, how long is it? Six minutes? Well, <laughs> who invited Brian Adams to sing on Grace's song? That's what I want to know. What? What? Wait, what did you say? Who invited Brian Adams to sing on Grace's <laughs> That is our very own Brad Becky, worship leader here at the 146 campus. Make some noise for Brad. Yeah. Show me that I did give him a heads up that I thought he sounded like Brian Adams or okay, Richard Marks or something. Okay, you told him ahead of time. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's fine. He did awesome. All right, so this is called, it's called A Why to Live For. And can you talk about how this song came? 
into being. Came into being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Brad had had an idea for quite some time as we were leading up to the release of this book. At first, the idea was, hey, we should all pick a broken place and write a song about that broken place, and we'll six songs, but... It's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Between Mary Poppins yeah. and Christmas, which was awesome, for those of y'all that were at our Christmas services, that was great. It just, that took a lot of our time and our energy. So when it came down to it, we're like, well, instead of doing six songs, let's focus on one song and really try to do it well. Yeah. And so that's, that's what this is. He came to my office, um, a couple weeks ago, said, hey, do you have anything for the Dave book song? And I'm like, yeah, I got an idea. And he's like, well, this is what I have. So he played me his idea, and it matched the verse I already had. And so it felt like we were writing the same song. Oh, that's awesome. That was a super cool God moment to me, that like completely independently of each other, this thing just started to kind of take shape. We were literally writing the same song. Yeah. Crank it up. <laughs> yes, T Tim Ayers does this when he comes on the show. And my favorite part of this is that I get to talk over it. Tim is always like, hey, <laughs> turn it up. Turn Quiet. this part up. Turn it up. <laughs> no, li listen to this. Listen to this. And then you wait and you're like, he's like, here, here it comes. Did you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> so. So was it all staff people playing on the song, or who, no, who's no. who all participated? Um, we had a couple staff people, actually, quite a bit of, you know, worship arts staff people uh, took part in recording the song, but we had a good handful of volunteers as well um, from across the campuses. So uh, for those of you who know that I get to go to all three campuses and lead worship, that means that I've got a lot of friends yeah. that play music at all of the campuses. So we had uh, Rich Dundor, he attends our... Uh, Fisher's campus, and he played keys on this project. Edgar plays bass here at 146. Edgar's right yeah, over there. Right. Edgar played bass. I was uh, I was texting Marin over the weekend about this song, and I was like, "Who's playing bass?" Because that is my favorite part. Of this song. So, <laughs> it is amazing. Big ups, man. Amazing. That, the, the bass on the bridge, best part. Crank the bass up on the bridge, man. Jeremy Snyder uh, is an electric guitar player from the Fisher's campus. Will Johnson, our worship pastor over at the Fisher's campus, also played electric on it. Dave Rue, drummer here at 146, played drums on it. And yeah, Ephraim sang on it, I sang on it, Brad Great. and Will, all of us. I wrote a part for everyone. Cool. <laughs> so where can people get it? Where, what's happening? I think if you go to the website, there's a link that takes you to SoundCloud okay. and you can get it from okay. there. For as free? As I know. For free. Wow. Not if for Jed free. Gaffern has anything to say about it. <laughs> And I can't leave out uh, Dave Fackler was our sound engineer helping yeah. us record this over at Crew cool. Studios. So. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Enough about us, guys. We're here. We invited our friends. But we need to invite the man of the hour, uh, who we're all here to celebrate, our senior pastor. Let's give it up for Dave Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Dave. Hey Tyler. Hey, hey Tyler. There we are. <laughs> is uh, are you awake right now? I know that this is like the middle of a schedule gauntlet for you. You just basically are doing jumping jacks in between every calendar appointment because you're going from it, yeah everything to everything. So what, what's going on? So embarrassing story. Yeah. I was um, extremely tired Saturday. Got done preaching here Saturday night. Night. And I went home, and Penny and I were sitting on, on the couch like this, all right? And she, yeah. She's talking to me, we're having a conversation, and the next thing I know, I woke up. Wait. <laughs> you fell asleep oh, in the middle of a conversation? I, I fell, I literally, your mom was looking, right, and I wake up, and she's looking at me like, you just did not fall asleep. <laughs> talking. <laughs> oh so, goodness. yeah, I'm tired at... <laughs> Looky there! <laughs> yeah, looky there. My husband's making a face at me because he did that to me one time. Have you done that? <laughs> I did that once. One time. I did that once. I'm and sorry. And I had a Olivia. glass so I'm, of I'm ice water in my else, lap. Has anybody else ever done that? Actually I, fell asleep talking to yes. somebody? 
Okay, good. I don't feel so bad. Wow. So what does Penny do in a moment like this? Is she She got up walked away. She okay. just walked away like yeah. I'm done, <laughs> you know, done. Or something like that. So you got she's, a lot she's nicer behind than you I am. and a lot coming up in yeah. the last like week and a half. It's a little over. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I, well, I preached this past weekend yeah. and then I went over to Fisher's and we did Rooted at week eight, which is on a stewardship finances. We always do that. I do that live. So. Did that yesterday afternoon. Of course, tonight is this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me- meanwhile, here. I go to have a lunch with my son, and there's my daughter and son-in-law who drove Just down. Just one from- more thing. Yeah. One- Surprise. <laughs> no, I mean, Surprise. It was we're happy about that. Yeah. It was a, we're good. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it was awesome. I, they asked me to schedule a meeting with him so that he thought, so I scheduled a, a lunch meeting, and he came all prepared thinking we were going to be talking <laughs> like strategy and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, no. No, not at all. No. But anyway, that. So they're here from Chicago. Do, do we really want to hear my whole st- my schedule? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. No, but. But I know you don't. But, <laughs> but anyway, I've got stuff. And then I go, uh, you know. You're doing the, the high school retreat. Which is really important because I'm speaking on hope, yeah. the high school retreat. And I'm, I haven't anticipated a series of messages as much as those in a long time. So I, I'd say great, but it sounds like it's pretty serious. It's... Uh, yeah, so, so side note, Kathy Craig, or one of, the, of our leaders, sent me a list. What was it, Barry? A list of prayers that the kids prayers had. Prayers and or confessions of different students through all the uh, high school. Yeah, ministry. and what they're struggling with and what they're praying about. And I'm telling you what, I could hardly make it through the list. I'm going to get real serious here, but it blew my mind. And, that's, and, they want to meet, and they're doing a series right now on depression and anxiety. And, yeah. And so they want to meet to, uh, so I'm preaching on, speaking on hope. Yeah. All right. So I brought all that up because the reason this is on a Monday night, random Monday night, we are like, should we like do the book launch like later in the month maybe, or can we do it next week? The original plan was to do it in a couple of weeks or something, but basically Dave has zero days. No March. So we're just, this is the this day. Is we're just shoehorning it in on March 4th. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing it. Yeah, I'm really excited. So let's talk about the book. Well, before we talk about the book, let's talk about how we got here with the book. So you told us a couple weeks ago that you started working on the book uh, a couple years ago, but then Barry said this is like 20 years in the making. So which is it? Well, I mean, the... Let's cut to the chase. What's that? Let's cut to the chase. Cut to the chase is that, well, 20 years in the making in that the thinking behind it, the processing, the theology... The, the way we have, and I think I said in the message, there is a, there's a history to how we came up with the concept of the six broken places to begin with. So that, that has been a long time in the making. But I actually started to, I actually had an aborted um, book project uh, about seven or eight years ago, and I started writing, and it just was not happening, and I just finally gave it up. Really? Yeah, but this one, um, I felt real compelled. I felt, and because what happened this time is the concept it wasn't just about the six broken places. It ended up being more, more about destiny. And when those two thoughts came together, um, I was extremely motivated to write. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think the, you, you had all the ideas in your mind, and it just was a matter of organizing them and, and getting them onto paper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the history of it. Okay, so um, why, when did you realize that this is the topic that you needed to write about? Well... Because you, it sounds like you already had an idea for a book and that got canned. Yeah, well, okay, so here's, the, here's really... I haven't actually processed this out loud much, so here we go. Great, do it Which in front of all of us. happens on the yeah. pod yeah. a lot. It's just, it's just, <laughs> just us. Just do it here. Just, <laughs> just do it right just here. Us. So when I originally was writing the book, I thought it was going to be more of an ecclesiological book. In other words, about the church. And I thought, okay, I'm, writing a, I'm going to write a book about how, uh, how we perceive the world as a church. And I thought maybe I'd write it for church leaders. And so I thought, you know, our perspective on the six broken places is pretty unique. So I actually had an editor, a friend connect me with an editor of a fairly large publishing house. And I explained the concept behind the six broken places. And he was like, hmm. No good. Nah. <laughs> Why? Oh, <laughs> well, no. I was like, oh, really? Really, this thing that's really important to me. Um, <laughs> like, nah. And you're going, mm, no. Well, and he said this to me. He said, well, what is, it, what is the, this was now about, 
this was two years ago, as I was just getting started writing the book, and he said, well, what, is your, what are you trying to do? Oh, I was like, trying to get people <laughs> into the broken place of the world. He said, Isn't it, don't you just want to, the people that are sitting on the couch right now, you want to get them off the couch into the world and, and repairing the world? And I said, yeah. He said, well, write a book about that. Yeah. And that's when the whole idea, okay, how do I help a person because he said this, look, six broken places, that's downer, man. Yeah. He said, that's, that's dark. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, because it is. <laughs> what, what did you do? What did no, you do? that was Amy. No. That, was the, that wasn't a downer at all sound clip. Oh, okay. I need that T-shirt. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, make a long story short. And, and about that time, if, if people at Grace understand that I started to get pretty worked up about Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And that's when they kind of came together and I thought, okay, I can write this book in a different way that helps human beings figure out why they're here and move into the six broken places. So that's a little bit of the history. So it's all kind of the same idea, but you just had to like... It's reframed. Yeah, reframed. yeah just reframed. What was it like doing this project while also being a senior pastor, being a dad, being a husband, being a podcast... Which is what? Those are the five main roles. (laughs) Those are your five roles that I'm aware of that you prioritize above all else. Well, and of course, near the top of the list, yeah, is being a podcast. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And oh, you have no idea how people want to be on the pod. They do. I don't. Oh, they do. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, you don't know. You guys don't know what. I don't know. People want, <laughs> people want to be people on the pod? People want to be on the pod, oh, yeah. Oh, people want to. Yes, they do. Come yes. join. Yeah. Yeah, so at any rate, <laughs> what did you ask me? <laughs> what, so what was it like, like, doing this major project, oh. like your life's work all in this well, I got a, I got a page st- book while also serving all these other roles that you do? Yeah, well, the nice thing is I got a head start because uh, I, I got a lot written on my last sabbatical. And that's what I focused my sabbatical on. As a matter of fact, it's one of my greatest memories Penny and I had the privilege of being able to spend some time in England in the Cotswolds during my sabbatical, and we found this place, this little cottage that actually was right out the back door, literally two feet off the back door was a babbling brook Mm-mm. with a little table beside it. <laughs> Did you say babbling a brook? A babbling <laughs> brook. You know, babble, 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 babble. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, had the, I took my laptop out there, sat at that table. It was freezing cold, but I was yeah, bound to determine I was going to sit sure. there. And, uh, and wrote the book. So I got a lot written on the sabbatical. And then when I came back, it was cram in here, cram in there. On my day off, I would write. Um, and here... Is it hard to stay focused? Yeah, it is. Because you're looking at a project, and then you go away, and you do other things. You come back to the project, and you're like, what was I thinking about? Yeah. The, and uh, one of the interesting facts about writing this book is how much I wrote at the Central Library in Indianapolis, which was cool. I would go up to the fifth floor... And no one knew me there, and I, would, I could sit and write for hours. It was awesome. But yeah, five I, floors I, in the library? What's that? what's that? Five floors in the library? Six floors. What's on the fifth floor? Good things. Books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. It, have you not been to the Central Library? Yeah, but I did, I've not gone above floor two. Has anybody ever been to the Central Library in Indianapolis? It's a great place, isn't it? a few people raising their hands for those listening to this <laughs> next week. Barry's Sorry. doing play-by-play and yeah, this, Actually, this is... Kind of Barry's role, part of his role on the pod is to remind us, wait, we're being recorded yeah. and we're on. <laughs> Don't get on fired. We're, we're all on, on, you know, like uh, <clears throat> jargon watch where it's like, yeah, something, something merge. The high school ministry of Grace yeah. Church. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. trying to Whoops. keep each other accountable on that. <laughs> that's, that's part of his job. Well, yeah, it used to be so we would record this and we'd be like, all right, can we just do that again real quick and say high school ministry and not merge? But now we can't do that because all of our friends are here and, and we're, we're streaming on Facebook, on Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can't do it. Yeah. Um, all right. So did you discover any like weird writing quirks about yourself? Like you could only write by candlelight, <laughs> like half moon or something. Like is there any weird stuff that well, you heard one already? Yourself? Babbling Brooks. Babbling yeah. Brooks. Yeah. It's not weird. That was really cool. Uh, <laughs> I cannot type to save my soul. No typing? I am a terrible typist. And anybody who watches me type, they, and, and they're good, they have to walk away, they cringe, they can't watch me. <laughs> Is it like stabbing at the keys with your well, index finger um, level? Well, no, it's not that bad, but it's like I, I'm very undisciplined, and I'm all over the place, and I get carpal little finger 
<laughs> is that from hitting That's delete? I'm, I'm making that up, but... From hitting delete from well, all the mistakes? No. Oh, Baron. <laughs> That's what you use that finger for. It's, let's put it this way. Eat it, haters. Yeah, so... Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for spell check. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll type a paragraph and I'll look at it and it's got everything's red underlined. <laughs> oh no. Do you have your finger one one off on the, <laughs> yeah, on the keyboard? Probably that. Yeah. Every now and then I feel like my computer's gonna Are you kidding me? Yeah. Because I don't I don't understand. We don't understand like, what you're saying. Put this away. Put me away. Yeah. Um, what's Penny think of the book? Well, since she read it thirty hundred times, because <laughs> yeah, she mom is was the copy sick editor. Of it. For oh the my book. gosh, she is a editor. We, I think I've said this on the pod yeah. before. She is a one on the enneagram, uh, which means details never escape her. And so, literally in the morning, this is what'll happen. She'll pick up, and I, you guys are live can see this, but she'll pick up the paper and she'll do this. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, am I kidding, Barry? No, it's true. No, sounds, she, sounds like a blast. And so she. <laughs> as long as you don't make any mistakes, you're fine. No. Uh, so there was, I was yeah. in the library one time and I was sitting there and I got a text from Penny saying basically that I didn't know what I was talking about on the pod one day. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. we said, all right, we need to bring Penny on for a new segment called Now Look Who's in Trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. Okay, so, je- okay, I, Penny, I'm sorry. I'm going to so tell, tell the story. So think, think twice. Think, so, <laughs> think twice. No, yeah, I'm going to go ahead because I think it's funny. But um, <laughs> so Amy Christie preached, what, three or four weeks ago? Mm-hmm. I'm Is scared. Amy here? What? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Amy's, Amy just I'm sorry, to Amy. The You said she you wanted cannot. to be on the show. Yeah. Wait, where's, the, where's our Amy thing? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I'm an emotional person. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Amy, but it's too, I'm, I can't recover it now. But, uh, so, Penny, we were all moved by Amy's... Uh, Amy's a great preacher, by the way. Is she yeah. not? Yes, She's she is. She's a phenomenal preacher. Um, I could tell you Amy Christie's stories because I've known her since she was 14 years old. Hasn't changed at all. Not at all. Not one bit. <laughs> but at any rate, she preached, and Penny, Penny wrote her, a, uh, I think it was a text or an email or something, and she said, I really loved your message, and, uh, and it, was, it was awesome, something like that. And she said, and you're missing a button on your coat. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and that's Penny, because Penny doesn't miss a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> great job, she, also you not at, great. You ask how she feels about the book. I think um, I dedicated the book to her. And in all, in all seriousness, um, I'd n- I would not be here today if it was not for her in my life. Mm-hmm. And I would not be able to find my destiny without her. And mm-hmm. then she, she probably has read the book more than I have because she, yeah, sure. she notes. Yeah. So, and now I'm going to tell you this right now. Don't blame her. I've already found seven mistakes in the book. Ooh. Oh, we're but going it has there. Nothing to do, it has nothing to do with her. Four of them were my mistakes. And others, I don't know where they came from. Off with their heads. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Believe that me. Johnny on the spot tonight. Right. Were you practicing? Like, yeah, you were practicing. Over yeah. Here. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the book itself. Okay. You start off by introducing the six broken places and how these even came into existence at Grace. You talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit this past weekend. Right. Can you kind of just rehash that for anybody who may have missed the sermon this past weekend? Yeah, this is real simple. The concept of the kingdom of God is the basis of the book. Jesus said, the kingdom, I, you know, I am here to announce that it has happened. It has finally happened. The good news has, has occurred. The kingdom of God is near. So the kingdom of God is the rule of God or the reign of God. Um, and so when I understood that it wasn't pushed out into the future or it's not something that, was, that it was actually talking about heaven, but it was actually talking about a reality that could exist in the, on this planet right now, I started asking myself the question, well, okay, if that's true, which is exciting and is true, um, what does it look like? And that's when Tim and I and others, we started researching the scriptures and realized the evidence is, here's some evidence to the kingdom. And then... We, did, we turned the coin on the other side, and those became the six broken places of the world. So that's like the truncated history of how we came up with the six broken places. So where the, where the world is broken, 
the kingdom is is there healing those broken places, right. and that's right. The and where the, the where the kingdom of God is has not been, how do we say it, applied or lived out by the people of God? Because that's this is an important this is an important point that I didn't make. I don't know if I said this in the book or not, but Jesus said a remarkable thing to Peter. He said, um, he said, Peter, on you, uh, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not be able to um, stand against you. And then he said, and I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose on heaven. He was basically saying, okay, so if the kingdom is going to apply itself into the world, if God's rule and reign is going to come on earth as it is in heaven. It's going to come because the church takes it into the world. And then he said another remarkable thing. Um, he said, look, I, you're actually going to do greater things than me. It's just crazy for Jesus to say, you're going to do greater things than me, right? Um, and so that's how the kingdom of God gets expressed in the world. And so, yeah, so that was the basis of, of the book. And a lot of it, is based on the premise that everybody is created, everybody is created as a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about why it's so important for you to communicate that throughout the book? Well, yeah, because again, if, if Jesus' intention for the church and his people to move into the world to heal these broken places is actually going to happen through us, then we better understand who we are in this world, our gifting, our calling. And Paul made it really clear in Ephesians 2.10 that, look, you're here to do the good works which God prepared in advance for you to do. And those good works are to heal the broken places of the world. So is, do you think this book's for everyone because everyone's a masterpiece? Or is there, like, I, don't, I feel like, I, re, I mean, Maren sent the book to me like 20 minutes ago, so I just like crash course. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> read it. Trying to uh, lie in front of all these people in the house of God. <laughs> <laughs> I read it, and... Everybody's a masterpiece, so like it, it felt like, hey, kids, if you want to get started early on discovering like your calling and where you fit in this world, like this book is not just for parents and adults. Because there's people of all ages in the book. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think the... Oh, I, and there are probably about, I don't know, 23 different separate stories of people that I've actually... You'll, you'll read their stories, many of whom are at Grace... Most of them are at Grace Church, who are actually living into their calling. Um, the oldest, I think, Charlie is probably the oldest, and he's probably 80 years old, and maybe Emily Deldar or Heath Shainer would be the, their juniors at Carmel High School. So they all have stories. And, of course, you know, Emily and Heath are early on discovering their calling. And you can read their story, and you talk to them, and you realize they're, they're beginning to explore it, and, and they're doing big things. Uh, Charlie has, I mean, Charlie is squarely in his destiny. And Charlie's also my mentor, so uh, it's been a privilege to kind of sit under his mentorship and watch him. Is he him. here tonight? Is Charlie here? I don't think so. I don't think Charlie's here. Tonight. I work on the communications team, and we asked him to participate in this and like a video. And his answer, his answer was, "Well, I don't know what good that would do." <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> All right, thanks. That is that is so Charlie. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, and here's something about Charlie. Charlie was instrumental in the beginning of in I use hospital in Kenya. He was on the ground floor getting that started, which basically has, has healed tens of th hundreds of thousands of Kenyans throughout the... Were you there, Barry? Did you ever visit no. there? So, um, and so, but he is completely humble. And yet he's living out his destiny. Yeah. Um, so every broken place has a name for the person who is like entering into and, and providing healing. Can you talk a little bit of... You, again, you talked about this on, in your sermon last weekend, but can you talk a little bit about what each person is when, they're, when they've discovered that this broken place is there where they need to be called into or where they're being called into? Yeah, and, and let me get some credit where credit is due. Um, my editor had a hand. She was the one who said, what would you think about us framing these callings around specific names? And I honestly hadn't thought about that. When she, and she shared some of them. I didn't like some of them, but I went back and changed them. And so I want to, Kara has been, was very instrumental in that aspect of the book. But, um, so we're, we're calling people who move into the area of injustice, champions, champions of justice. And it was interesting to think through the, it was fun to work through the words, which, which words yeah. would I feel, feel good about. Um, so champions for justice, uh, nurturers 
who um, deal with isolation or help people who are um, lonely. Uh, healers, so that makes sense for people who are struggling with pain, moving into the area of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, activists, um, which I, I worked through that one. Am I comfortable with that? And I thought, yeah, I mean, in today's world, if you're going to be a person who's going to stand against racism, I mean, yeah. you, you got to, so it's, a, it's an edgy term, but I liked it. Um, and then um, the, the last two are really biblical because uh, dealing with decay, yeah. a steward, that, that's right out of Genesis, and um, then ambassador for, for, for Jesus, for those who move into the world of separation. Makes sense. I yeah. love that. That's that's newer language to our church. We're we're right. all we've all heard the six broken places, right? But this language of describing who we are as we move into those six yeah, broken cool. places, I love the the life that it brings in the immediate connection of oh yeah, I I saw myself in a couple of these these yeah, words. Yeah, I was going to ask you because I'm too close to it, right? So help me out. If that brings what does that what's it do to you? It, I would not have called myself a nurturer. I would not have yeah, used. Yeah, that makes two of us. I would not <laughs> have used that word to describe myself, but I can remember back to second grade. Uh, I just like to talk and pretend like he didn't say anything. Um, this I is pretty remember, much how it goes on the pod, yeah. everybody. I want you to know this. I can remember back to second grade um, when new people would come to my church. For some reason, I always identified with the lonely. I still do. Um, to some points at. Maybe sometimes too much, you know. Sometimes it's it's taken me to difficult places, but I will always identify with the poor yeah. or the lonely or or the down and out. Right. Um, I also get real riled up about things. Yeah. Um, I love I love to bring the people of God together. Oh yeah. Across uh, denominational lines, across cultural lines. And so I see myself, because of these words that you gave us, I never would have called myself an activist, but maybe I am. You, you kind of are. Maybe, maybe I am. Activist nurturer. Yeah, I, I would not have, I wouldn't have used that, those, those words. So I think it gives us language. I'm super excited because, you know, my family and I came here about two years ago. And in as much as we were trying to decide if, if this was the life move we wanted to make from Chicago to Indianapolis, one of the biggest things that played into my decision to come here was walking through the building and saying, okay, well, this church is going to offer my son an opportunity to grow in the areas of music, and, you know, that's, that's a given. As long as he doesn't break his foot. As long as he doesn't break his kick drum foot of all the feet to break. Help me, Lord. Come on, Jaden. Come on. <laughs> um, and then I remember walking through the graphic design department and thinking at the time my daughter was so in to design and and things like that. And I'm like, man, at this church, my daughter can, can grow and use those gifts for, for the kingdom. And so this book, if they could start to get this at their age, mm. this was not being talked about. We've been to a handful of churches. Yeah. This was not being talked about at any of those churches mm. in this way. I loved what you said in your sermon this weekend. Again, not that we are better than another church, but we are unique. We are. And that's, the, that's, that's true of every one of us in this room. You're not better than the person that you're sitting no. next to, but we are unique. you're unique. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We are u- a unique expression of the body of Christ, and this particular message, it, I believe it is very unique to us, and I'm really excited to see how this will impact the lives absolutely. of my kids and so many others. Yeah. I think one of, the, one of the things I love about what the book presents is uh, it gives hope and a path forward for a lot of issues that can seem extremely overwhelming. I mean, yes. I've obviously I've traveled around the world. I've seen a lot of awful stuff and I know how debilitating it can be when you have a grasp on just how broken the world is. And so putting titles to saying, "Oh, I'm a nurturer. Oh, I'm a I'm an ambassador." To to be able to think in that way, all of a sudden it yeah. says, "Okay, I can't fix injustice, but I can do something about the, yes. the injustice in my life that I see yeah. around me. And it helps I, suddenly you move. it's like I see my role. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it helps the people move. Yeah. It helps me move. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if you're willing to embrace it, okay, I'm a nurturer. Well, then guess what? Ha- now you're starting to see the world differently. And now you're open to, and by the way, if you're a nurturer, you'll know it. Because if you're one of those people that you're always coming home and saying, I can't believe this. I was like standing in, in, the, in the grocery line and this woman came up and she told me her whole life story. Right on the spot. Mm. Well, you know why that happens? 
That happens because God has given you unique skill set. There's some kind of vibe you give, and the lonely people will find you, period. He'll send them to you. He'll yeah. send them to you because yeah. he won't send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or to, maybe to Tyler. Would he send them to you, Tyler? What? Get out! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say to people, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Which one do you identify with? Yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. And at first I was like, I think it's activist, but I don't think it is. I, I think I dabble, I dabble in activism, <laughs> activism but I think it's... Um, You're a haftivist. Yeah, haftivist. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I, think I'm a, I think I'm a champion, Dave. Okay. I think I care... You are in my heart. Thank you. <laughs> I think I care the most when I see whether it's like giant, obvious red flags of injustice, or if I feel like my friend's being treated poorly. I, yeah. I will definitely say then that is what you are. Nothing makes Tyler more mad than when he detects injustice somewhere, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Big or and, small. That, and activism <laughs> like, can definitely play a part in that, because yeah. obviously racism yeah. is injustice, right? And so I, I think that the core of me goes straight to trying to champion, be a champion right. for justice. Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say that about you. What is yours? Mm. Who it's are funny. you? Who is Dave Rodriguez? Who is he? So here's one of the biggest, one most wonderful revelations of my life in the past year is that um, I am probably not any of them, but I am, my destiny is to help people figure out their destiny. So none of them, but all of them? All of them, something <laughs> like that. I care about all of them yeah. deeply. No question, I care about all of them deeply. But my unique calling is to help individuals move into their destiny, move into their calling. And nothing gives me more joy um, than, than when I see that happen. Um, and one of the ways you do this is through what you call a calling quilt, right? Can you talk a little bit? Because you talk about this in the book. Right. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and how you're helping people kind of pull that out for themselves? Yeah, so it's, a, it's the last chapter of the book. And I, it was, uh, I was about, I don't know, 10 years ago, one of our pastors uh, asked me to come speak to our interns one summer. And he wanted me to talk about the, about the concept of calling and so I was talking about people being called, and, and I, we had a, I had a whiteboard behind me, and I just had an instant revelation. And I said, well, it's kind of like this. And I drew a, a grid, and I said, it looks kind of like a quilt. You know, a quilt is patches that are, that are woven together or sewn together. And I said, your life is like a quilt. You've got patches that define your life. I mean, what you've done, who you are, experiences you've had, mentors in your life, your education, your hopes, your dreams, and all the... And, and I, I said, if we, can, if we could take all the patches of your life and look at them at one time, I'll bet we could get a pretty good idea why you're here. And then I, I talked about it, and then I turned and looked, and I thought, well, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made it I, up I on the really spot. Good job. Yeah, it was pretty good. Where'd that come from? And, and since then, I now have, I wouldn't say I perfected it, but I'm developing it more and more. And I've taken, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 people through the Calling Quilt and I actually did it live on stage here. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do it again. We're going to do another live Calling Quilt on stage the last week of this series. Cool. And so it basically it helps a person. And what I do is I stand back and look at it and then I'm able to, I try to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, uh, draw, uh, pull from this part of their quilt, this part, and things start to make sense. And almost always, it's one of two things. Either a person has this dawning revelation. I've had some people go, oh, that gives me a better idea what direction to move in. And sometimes it's an explosive like, oh, my gosh. And I just did this with a guy a couple of weeks ago. And four, 24 hours later, he enrolled in school to start oh, pursuing, I think it was 24 or 48 hours. That's cool. You know, because it was an explosive change. Um, mm -hmm. And my hope is to bury a sat through it partially, and I'm hoping to train uh, a number of people um, to be able to do it with, with others, because I think it's, it's really helpful. Oh, so you want to train people to, to do, the, do the thing Actually with walk other people, people through the calling quilt. You, cool. so that you, can, you can do it on your own, and you describe yeah. it in the book on yeah. how to, but it's, it's 
there's a, it's, it's about inviting someone else to come in and have discernment to help with the process and to kind of facilitate the process. Yeah, I made up, a, I made up an, an illustration of what it would look like in one person's life. Um, and it, I try to describe it in the book. Well, hopefully people will get it. So for everybody listening, this is my last question. For everybody listening, um, if they get this book, what do you want them to do? What do you hope happens for them? Read well, it. Okay. Read it? <laughs> well, read it yeah. would be good. Um, uh, but if you, those of you who are here live, I'm sorry if you're listening, this won't make sense to you, but if you're watching on Facebook Live or here live in the room, if you saw Maren's face when she was describing herself, did you see her face? When she started talking about... Yeah, she, didn't, she didn't see it. She'll have to watch <laughs> the, She can't watch see her face. Uh, she lit up. Her eyes got bigger, she got brighter, she started to smile. As she was talking about, yeah, that's who I am. That's who I am. Mm. Did you feel differently when you were talking about it? I feel more focused. I, like, like there is a sharper focus. If I know what he's endowed me with, then I can, I can recognize it and I'll want to move into it faster. Yeah, so I'm feeling aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was quoting my son. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry, the son. He he didn't know. <laughs> oh, look at her. Jamie's got his hand in his head. <laughs> so his head in his hands. <laughs> oh no! Somebody help Jaden out. Yeah. Um, um, so that's what I want to have happen. You know. Yeah. You know. Not not what just <laughs> happened, but <laughs> earlier yeah. before we, that. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. And when when a person gets it, when the light bulb goes on, and they realize, oh. You mean I, I can? Well, of course you can. God gifts. I, I want people to come to the point, that point. Yeah. So that, that's why the book is here. Basically, to find your why to live for. Cool. Well, congrats on it. Uh, I'm really, really pumped for everybody to read it. I'm pumped for what this means for Grace Church and everybody who comes to Grace Church and beyond. Because hey, did I see Ken, Ken Kamau here? Yeah. All the way from Australia, everybody. Ken Ken's Kamau, everybody. here. Pastor Ken. But I'm, I'm just excited for this book and this message of the individual understanding why we are here to get in the hands of, of folks that we care about and folks that we don't even know yet. So, yeah, congrats. Thank you. Can we play a game? Sure. I want to play a game. Play a game. All right. <laughs> this is from the board game expert here. Is this well, a board game? This is not a board game. You have one fan out there who hey. likes board games. <laughs> board games. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, board we, games. We're, we're doing it. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be a multiple choice game. I, I need, uh, let's see, three volunteers, one at a time. And the way we're going to do this, I've got some books I'm going to give away. You're in? All right, cool. Uh, I've got books that we're going to give away, and I've got... Oh, for me? Do we yeah. each have our own stack of yeah, cards, Yeah, I'll Tyler. get to the cards in a second. Yeah. I got books, and I got this shirt that I made called uh, I Am a Friend of Pod. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give these away, too. Oh, I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally... Yeah, like the song, I Am a Friend of God, just, all right? I couldn't figure out, why did you leave off the... <laughs> all right. I need oh, one volunteer. Oh, I'm a Friend of God? Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pod. I Am a Friend of Pod. Sam's here. Sam, he Friend of the friend. Pod. Hey, man. Okay. Where's Tyler going? He's, he's, this is an he's audience participation okay, game. Okay, all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the question. These guys all have answers. These guys all have cards up there with multiple choice answers. And your job, Sam, is to guess the right answer. Do you think you can do that? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> you volunteered. All right. This is really easy, Sam. You got it. This is you got easy. This. this is really easy. Uh, okay, according to A Why to Live For, you are a masterpiece because is it A? You're an angel and a saint. You're here at this live event considering spending upwards of $17 on Dave's book, listening to me read Tyler's jokes as if they're really funny. No. no. Is it B? You've tried really hard in life and you need this. <laughs> <laughs> or is it C? Before you were born, God looked at you and was pleased. He not only loved you, he liked you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, good job, Sam. All right, good job. All right, one more. You think you can do one more? 
Oh, you got this. You got this. All right, right. Dave believes. Well, he gets to do two? Yeah, two per person. Oh, okay. Per person. Wow, two he gets per a person. shirt and I a mean, book? The book, it's $17, Dave. We just can't hand these out for nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, why? Can I say this real You know what people are asking? Where's the money going to? Yeah, let's talk about that. All right, and this, and I, I just want to tell you. A little awkward talking about. But it's awkward, but, I, but it's important. <laughs> I, want, I want people we to know. We shoot straight here at Grace Church. That half the proceeds of the book are going to Grace Church. Sweet. And, and half to me. Yeah, so that's great. So that's cool. That. Good, 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 good. All right, so Dave, question two. Dave believes that we all have a calling that we can discover and identify by, is it A, binge-watching Tidying Up with Marie Kondo on Netflix, then going on a cleaning rampage that completely takes you through a vortex of time, thought, physical effort, probably some money, and a few visits to the container store to reach ultimate nirvana. Is it B? Being intentional about looking at what lights your fire, what you care about most, and paying attention to your skills, abilities, and gifts. <laughs> or is it C? Making a paper, fortune t- teller, Cootie catcher, only to learn that you're going to grow up and marry DJ on Full House and drive a horse and buggy to your job as a quarterback of the Dolphins. Which one do you think it is, what? Sam? It's B. Good it job. Is yeah. 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 Good job. Good job. All right. We got, a, we got a shirt here for you. I am a friend of Pod and a free book. There you go, man. Nicely well done. done. Yes. Nicely done. All right, I need another he, volunteer. He was a guest on the pod. For That's those right. who are truly friends of the pod, you will All recognize right. this young man. Got another volunteer. <sighs> Run, Tyler. Well, you guys aren't stalling for me, so I got to... <laughs> oh, sorry. Small talk. Small talk. I want to go talk. hit all the buttons while he's oh, away. All right. <laughs> What's your name? Peyton. Peyton. Cool. Peyton. Don't, mind Peyton. Sta- don't bother standing up, Peyton. I got, I got you. <laughs> Peyton, uh... Oh, you got a fan club over there. You know what? I need my glasses. <laughs> you need your glasses? I wish I had my glasses. So I'll try. I'll do my best. Go you, ahead. You got it. All right. Peyton, the book says your effort to heal the broken place of injustice makes you a champion because, is it A? Everything is unjust in 2019 and everyone gets a trophy. Good job. <laughs> is it B? It's the easiest broken place to identify and claim victory over, so we just started with the low, lowest hanging fruit to make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> oh or is it C? Jesus made injustice a cornerstone of his own calling, and if you're committed to healing, it is evidence of the faith you boldly proclaim. This will show the world that you belong to the truth. I don't know. Eight sounds pretty, pretty up there, but it's C. <laughs> it's C. You're it's right. C. You're right. You're right. Nicely done. All right, Peyton, question. The text, the text gets smaller in every card. Really yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, what is <laughs> well, the more I did this, the more I thought it would be funnier if we had, like, really long answers, and so the text <laughs> font just got, oh, like, okay. smaller and smaller. All right. All right. <laughs> <sighs> Number two. Hospitality was the first century's tangible expression of love. It was a primary way in which the gospel was spread and launched in first churches. Dave argues in the book that radical hospitality is a powerful answer to which broken place? (laughs) Is it A? The broken place of continental breakfasts. Are bagels really that hospitable? Can I add um, eggs that aren't really eggs? Yeah, like soft eggs. Wet wet eggs? Nobody likes wet (laughs) eggs. Ew. All right. Is it B? The broken place of being handed a coupon for $7 at the cafeteria downstairs in the hospital. You and your wife will both be staying in for three days awaiting the birth of your firstborn son. Can I just say, <laughs> this, is, this is not Barry. This is me. This is not Barry's answer. This is my answer because when I went, when my wife and I went to, for the birth of our firstborn son, she gets unlimited food, which she deserves. <laughs> But they handed me a $7 coupon Which for three days. Which you deserved, days. Tyler. You deserved it. What can you even buy with $7? Yeah, anything Wet eggs? down there, if you want like a drink and food, it's like $8. <laughs> That's how they get you. Is it C? <laughs> the broken place of isolation, the very first problem God solved, even ahead of the sin problem, was the problem of man not having community. Or was it D, all of the above? <laughs> oh, D, definitely. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, no, it's, it's C. It's C. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Peyton. All right, give it up for Peyton. You get All a shirt right. and a book. Hey, nice. All right, we, got, we can do one more. Who wants to do one more? I need to go to that down, down section down there. We have, 
over you here. We have a young, a young man over man. here. Oh, we got one right here. All right, let's do this. Hey, what's your name? Sorry, hey, Daniel. I just kind of like bum-rushed you there. Uh, hey, Daniel. You want to play the game? All right. In Dave's, in the book, Dave says, in his undergraduate Bible school education, what was never mentioned, not even once, was it A, caring for creation. Dave perceived environmentalists were loony, tree-hugging, non-Christian hippies. Dave perceived that? That's what it says. It says yeah. that. I, no, that's I, what the book says. Oh, that's Dave. right. I did. <laughs> I did. M- remember when I you mean, wrote spoiler that? Spoiler alert I for the answer. Remember when I wrote? And yeah. now your son drives a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel? Man, we have really gone downhill. No, right. I did. That was past tense. I perceived that environmentalists were loony yeah. trees. There's a D there. It's past tense. It's right. past tense. It's past tense. Come All on. Right. Is it B? Taco Tuesdays in the campus. Student life building. It's really hard being a college kid in Chicago. A little taco promo could have saved lots of cash. Amen on that. We didn't eat tacos back then. All right. What was never much? What was never mentioned? Well, I didn't Is say it mine. C. Yeah. See, C. The Moody Bible Institute fighting Archer football team because it didn't exist. Go intramural sports. <laughs> Moody doesn't have a football team. They didn't have a football team. In the research I did for this show, I discovered that. And there it is. So which is it? They're not the archers anymore either. I, I, it's A. Yeah, good yeah. job. Good nice job. job. You yeah. nailed it. All right. <laughs> All right. Last question. You think you got it? Well, this one's a trick question. Ooh. Dave, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry. In the book, Dave calls hatred humanity's third sin. What does he say were the first two? Is it A? Murder and deception. Is it B? Oh, deception and obedi- disobedience. Or is it C? Disobedience and murder. Ooh. It's so I tricky. don't know the answer to that one. C? It's, it's C! Oh, nice. Got it. That one, was, that one was hard. That one was an actual, an actual question <laughs> and answer. Sorry about that. There you go. There's your book and shirt. Thank I you. I literally Woo! did not know the answer to that. <laughs> oh. And I wrote it in the book. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for I'm participating. Like, well, I'm glad you didn't ask me that because I wouldn't have remembered what I wrote. <laughs> I thought about this being a game for you, Dave, but then I didn't want to. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I was on. over at the Fishers campus, and Will uh, calls me into his office, Will Johnson, and he said, hey, I want to show you something. I walk up to the screen. He was looking at a, my book because they need it. And he goes, this is powerful here. Thank you for this. And I read it. I don't remember writing that at all. Good. So buy the book, everybody. It means a lot to Dave. Yeah. All right. Let's go get some books, though. Okay. want to go sign them? So as much Listen. fun as this is, I want, to, I want everybody to have an opportunity to get some books. So, um, Dave, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Um, thanks for indulging us. I can't wait for this book to be released. Uh, big ups to everybody here who came and Woo-hoo! sat through. Thank you for yeah. coming. Thanks, guys. Between Sundays. Uh, big ups to Grace Church for letting us do this. Uh, the production team and volunteers. Thanks for Chris in- Renus. Thank you. Indulged me and s- said, yeah, we can do that. Just shove everybody to the north si- the south side of the building. Uh, Dave's uh, been stretching his carpal tunnel muscles to carpal tunnel pinky to go sign some books. So let's but get I, out of here. But I, um, yeah, I, go- I Googled what is the best pen to autograph books with. Wow. Oh, you did? I did. You did your research. All I right. got him. We're good. You could Google anything. Can. That's amazing. Yeah. What is the best pen to sign books with? Well, you don't. It's this one. I'm trying to wrap <laughs> this up, but <laughs> it's that one. All right. So, uh, housekeeping, no pod next week because Barry and I will be in Florida. So, maybe we can call in or something. I don't know. What about, what about tomorrow's interview? That's what this is. No, for doesn't matter. You know what? We'll figure we'll, it we'll out. We'll talk later. This week's pod is happening right now, Barry. I know. I'm saying oh. for next week. We'll do the thing nah. that we're recording tomorrow. That's way too much work. I'd All right. You know what? This is, All right. this is scintillating <laughs> podcast right here. Marin, will you please do us the honors and send us out? I will. I will. Thank you all for coming. And don't forget to do justly. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday, everybody. Bye.